Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to a special Friday edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and I think this year the National League has the pitching to win the All-Star game. Well, let's hope that is true. And I am the Champ, and in the Bush League, perfect is the enemy of good. Perfect is the enemy of good. That's pretty deep. Yeah, don't you think? Perfect is the enemy of good. Yeah, because here, here's the thing. <clears throat> between fab, between drafts, between um, retention, we all try and be perfect. And we look at all these other factors, which probably don't mean a thing. I've never done a study on this, but we, at least for me, I, I try and look at when a person's coming back, trying to get who's going to have the most at bats. And usually it, um, because I'm trying to be perfect, it never works out. And if I was just trying to be good, good enough, it would probably work out better. Uh, yeah, I see where you're going with that. That's interesting. What, did you come up with that by yourself, or did you? No, that? no, 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 no. That's that. That's an old thing, and I think it can be applied to a lot of things. You know, particularly in the work situation, that, that we all try and be, you know, so perfect that we spend <clears throat> hours on, mm. on on projects that yeah. yield very little results. That if we just tried to get in the, it, it, forgive the pun, in the ballpark, we would be better off. Yeah, like the adage of it's good enough for government work. <laughs> Wait, so maybe half of the uh, uh, the Bush League won't, won't have this issue. Never mind. That, maybe that was a bad lead in then. Perfect. <laughs> I don't even open. know the definition of that word. So <laughs> Yeah. So, so what do you think about the National League and their all-star chances this year? Well, it's been since 2012, right, since the National League won, won an all-star game. Um, and I was, and I, That's and embarrassing. It is Jeez. embarrassing. Um, and they won three in a row. I think they won 10, 11, and 12, and then have lost since. But I think this year that we have the pitching. Like, if I was, if I was the manager of the National League, uh, I'm throwing DeGrom as long as his arm is. <laughs> as long as well, his these, arm these is days going. that might be three innings. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling the Mets, screw you. I'm winning this game. We're throwing DeGrom. Um, but they got DeGrom. I feel like Urias, nice nice pitcher. Wheeler right. is having a really good year. Um, Gausman. Gausman. Trevor Rogers. Rogers. Uh, though I don't know if I pitch Rogers. He's young. I think I would go Kershaw and Woodruff. I, oh, I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would agree with you. I yeah. would bring Rogers in since he's going to be one of the Miami. Um, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe he might not be on the team because I know um, Aguilar will. But either you just want him to, to use him in the eighth inning when you need a left-handed out. And yeah. That's it. Yep. Say, yeah, hey, that, you know, you're it. a rookie. That's all you need is yeah. one out. Yeah, just enjoy the show. You don't even yep. don't don't even put your cleats on. You're not because you're not playing. <laughs> you stay in your sneakers. Yeah. So I feel like the pitching is there to deal with to slow down the American League. And I don't even know who who the American League hitters that are going to be, um, you know, representing the junior circuit. But I feel like the senior circuit has the pitching to deal with whoever they throw up at the plate. I guess we'll find out. That's what, uh, All-Star Game July 12th, I believe. Is that what it is? July 13th. Okay. Uh, July 13th, sorry. Yeah, and it's still early. but um, And the National League has a few guys that are on pace for 20 wins. Well, yeah, I, I guess led by Urias, right? And, and uh, my man... Uh, Kyle Hendricks. It's got, yeah, he picked, he picked up another, his, he, yeah. what, six, seven shutout innings yesterday. Yeah, picked up his ninth win, and Galsman has seven or eight. Uh, we, yeah, Wheeler and DeGrom are a little behind. Um, I don't know where Woodruff is on wins, but uh, Brent Suter got another two wins since we brought him up. <laughs> He's on pace. And, and, and you know, Jack, Jack Flaherty was on that pace before he got hurt. He he went, like, I think he went eight for eight in his first um, yeah, he did. eight start, something yep. like that. yeah. Um, yeah, so Brent Suter picked up his eighth win recently. He's on pace for 20 wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I, I, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I feel like we got a shot. Here's hoping, and we'll talk about the All-Star game later. Yeah, as we get podcast. closer. Um, all right, so like I said in the intro, it's a special Friday edition. I'm, I'm on the road this weekend. Um I had off for Juneteenth uh, today, uh, although Juneteenth is actually tomorrow. The, the federal government recognizes it today, uh, so that's why we're doing it Friday. Um, 
So let, let's start with uh, CBS, CBS Sports Update. Okay. All right. You know, we had talked in the past, uh, and you had brought it up, that we can't see OPS on our team page. We have to do the math, right? And we talked about earlier, we don't like doing the math. That's something we try to get away from. Right. Right? Um, yes. And then you sent them a message. What, what, how, what, did, they, what did they respond with? Yeah, well, I, I, I sent them down the wrong path. I, I said, which is true, that you don't see OPS on the player stat page. And they responded that said, hey, if you then, once you're in the player stat page, click on stat, stats option and change the drop-down box from standard scoring, from standard to scoring, um, then you'll see OPS. So, so they were right there. But you, you brought up a good point when we talked about this pre-show. What did you tell me? Yeah, I, I, and and they're right. It is there. But I want it to on my team page so I can look and make adjustments to my roster. Otherwise, yes. I have to toggle back and forth. Yep. I'm 54 years old. I don't want to toggle anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know, toggling is overrated. That that was a thing of the early aughts. You know, we shouldn't be we shouldn't do that in the twenties now. No, yeah, I'm getting tired of it. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah. So they do. I, I guess they they do have it. I I, I was kind of indifferent when people or other owners would complain about CBS. I was I was kind of indifferent about it, but now I'm starting to see the light here. Well, you know, I, I it would take a – I think they got their, their data corrected in terms of, um, I believe, um, in, in terms of updating mobile phones. Um, um, yeah. The desktop has always worked well. And, you know, we have so much data out there. we got 20 years' worth of history yeah. out there. It would seemingly be hard to move. Um, it's just these simple things. We're not asking for the world. These simple things would just make life easier. Yeah, the other but maybe s- we're just becoming cantankerous. <laughs> well, yeah, that's probably true. And there's one owner who is cantankerous, not becoming. Um, <laughs> but e- even the history, the history is kind of thin. Like you can't go back and look at rosters. Yeah, rosters are, are kind of tough. And, and you know what? Um, <clears throat> part of our, our show today, we're going to have retention review. And I was really bad at that. And I, I guess we need to have a, a better place. Maybe Google Docs is a place that we can keep. But, but I guess Bob Freeze updates every year. But I, I get so turned around who retains who because of trades and how many years. And it's, it's, it just, it's just tough because if we try and make trades, you really want to know how many retention years are left. Yeah. And we're, sometimes I think we're guessing. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I, but we have Tom as kind of the, uh, the keeper of that and we'll, we'll talk about that in retention yeah all right so yeah we'll keep it on cbs and it's something that that like i said initially i was kind of indifferent to but yeah i'm starting to i'm starting to be persuaded not by any anything any uh, anybody says it's cbs behavior so um so before we get into the retention review we had a couple uh podcast updates because we got some responses from owners uh, I was correct. Bob Kirk did hit a one home run in high school. Okay. Now he he describes it as a typhoon level wind blowing out <laughs> to the short fence and dead center at OGR High School. Um, I don't remember typhoon home run, and I didn't think the fence was that short. I couldn't tell you how far it is, but it seemed reasonable. Um, so I, I, here's what I remember. Um, I, I guess given normal center field, it, it wasn't your normal, um, elongated center field, right? Cause it almost kind of went almost straight across, if you will. Um, I thought, I think it was 340 something to okay. center field. And I, it, it was probably that to the left field as well. Cause of the way the, the field and the land was, was, was cut. It's, I, I still think it's a pretty good poke and, um, you know, nice to be able to do in high school. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I do remember. I remember sitting on the bench watching it, thinking that's got a shot. And I think it just made it over. I think it was one of those, yeah. you know, kind of half line drives, just made it over um, the fence. But hey, if if, if I were if I were Bob, I would say that thing would have hit the late poles if there would have been uh, late poles out there. And it bounced on the road behind. Yeah, into the <laughs> pond, into the Kutz pond. Right. 
he also mentioned that we, we made a mistake that um, we, we one of his fab pickups last week, Menez, yes, is a uh, relief pitcher, not an outfielder. Yeah. Um, either way, I don't think it matters. No, but I like people are fact checking us. I mean, yeah, we yeah, try yeah. and do our own fact checking, but All that's right. good, good, good for Bob. Yeah. Uh, and on another note, we kind of we, we mentioned that uh, the Giants are signing anyone, and maybe they they give a look at Bill playing left field. <laughs> he said he worked hard out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, work harder than Bonds, but he said little slight difference in offensive production, which I'm going to talk about Bonds later. Um, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Just slightly. Yeah. Just slightly. Yeah. I wonder if Bill would wear that body armor if he would go up there uh, against 95. A mile an hour pitching if he had the body armor that uh, Bonds used to uh, to wear. Yeah, I felt like a guy like uh, Bill, myself, probably you, you didn't have to worry about that. They were just throwing him strikes. They, I don't think they were trying to – yeah, they were just trying to get him to beat the ball on the ground, and that's all he wanted to do, I think. Just yeah. put the ball – if it bounced three times, he was safe. That's all he, probably, yeah. he thought about. Yeah. Of course, I was a little different. I No, I, I needed – the ball to bounce more than three times, but with him, yeah. If it was a three hopper to shortstop, yeah, he was going to be he was going to be on base. Um, and I, I'm not even sure we, why we brought that up last week. Why did we bring up the Giants looking at Bill? Um, it, well, it, it was tied to what Bob Kirk just said about the outfielder. You, you said um, Menez was an outfielder, and we said that there were probably uh, yeah. lots of, yeah, of outfielders. Yeah, yeah. And we said, yeah, they probably would sign Bill. Um, if they had the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, they do have a lot of outfielders. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. one mistake led into this, which was good. Yeah, we intended I, to do that. That's right. Just to right. get more responses. Yeah. yeah, we set them up, and they fell for it, Raj. Right. <laughs> because I was bringing up the Scott Casimir thing that they signed him a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he hadn't pitched in five years. Um, yeah, hey, okay. well, you know what? While we're on the subject, uh, I'm going to jump down real quick. I want to apologize because I also talked, when I was talking about the Giants and how smart they are, I called their GM Farid, and his name is actually Farhan uh, Zaidi. So I apologize for that. Another mistake that was made last week. So one of the unintended consequences of doing this podcast with me is you're pretty solidified in the bottom half, and you're mispronouncing names. <laughs> no, I don't know about. Well, I don't know. Uh, yes, in terms of mispronouncing names, yes. Um, I, 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 I am apt to do that as well. What, what do you mean by solidified in the bottom half? I mean, right now you are. Uh, okay. All right. right. Uh, yeah, but right? I, as we'll talk about in the standings reviews, I'm making my move, so. Okay. okay. All right, let's let's get to the standings review. Uh, it's uh, not a full week. Again, today's Friday, so the game's already through Thursday. So for the period, uh, Statman having a heck of a week again. Their pitching is freaking unbelievable. Did you see DeGrom? What do you have, eight Ks well, in three innings? I, I I meant to watch him, and the next thing I know, he's out of the game. I'm like, why did he only pitch three innings? Yeah. Well, I think he – something happened. It, it, they didn't pull him. Some, he, he pulled yeah. himself probably. But he had eight Ks in three innings. I think I'm No right. one runs, right? Well, no. <laughs> no. Well, no. Listen to you. Well, no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, then, uh, yeah, you're having a good week so far. It looks like your uh, offense is picking up a little bit. It's amazing when you don't have seven uh, offensive players on the IL. What can happen when you run a yep. full team out there? Yep, huh? yep, yep. Um, I'm right behind you. Um, mostly carried by by pitching. Uh, Sewerhawks, middle of the pack with 65. Lakers, uh, have, Lakers having a really good offensive week again. Um, and yes. His, his strength is pitching. Uh, actually, he's pretty even with, with both. Uh, Bearcats having a good pitching week, and then they, we got the Bulls. The dudes are struggling this week. I don't know that hitting might be. I don't know if he's got guys that are, you know, like last week you only had five games, so I don't. I don't know what's affecting that offensive score. Um, but anyway, uh, they got the Rebs who are struggling again, and then the Ducks. Um, yeah, Ducks had a good week last week, but they're struggling again this week. Yeah, it's. 
tough to put together. I, I know for me, I don't think I've put together two good, really good weeks, you know, where you score into the 60s and 70s. And that's what makes what the Hawks and Stepmen have done, their consistency. And as of late, the, the Lakers, that's what makes, well, that's what makes them, you know, top division teams. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I'm probably a little different than you. I need one of my guys just to go. I like, I need Suarez just to go off. I, I need him to find himself. For like ten days, because I, well, you, you, I keep messing. You heard the Reds are going to send him back to a shortstop, right? I don't know how that's going to affect his hitting because they want to keep India now that he's yeah. hot again in the lineup. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I just need him to go crazy, um, just for ten days, just for ten days, man. Um, yeah, yeah. My other guy Blackman started picking it up though. He's ha- he's actually having a good month because he was okay. my other guy hitting under two hundred through May most of may so um yeah it does like you were saying it does help when you have a full roster but yeah we'll we'll see um you know the overall standings not much of a change hey the sewer hawks are perfect again so yes there's that um and i don't know where he keeps dropping maybe i, I have no idea where he keeps dropping do you know i'm looking who, who, who the sewer hawks yeah like last week he wasn't he wasn't first in offense, he or he didn't have fifty points in offense, and I don't know what keeps. Well, what well, wait a second. Yeah, no, he he did at the end of when we did the podcast. Uh, so last Saturday he did. Earlier this week he dropped to forty nine offensive points. Right, but you know, as of this taping, it, it's in runs. Um, oh, was, oh runs, okay. I believe. All right, yeah, that's the only place I think could even matter. It's not anything else. Yeah. yeah. He, all right, he's seven ahead of uh, the dudes in runs. Yep, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, there, there was the negative right there. All right, because um, he's he's running away with everything. <laughs> yeah. He's stolen bases. His guys might not have to steal another base the rest of the year because that's not even a thing anymore. Yeah, you know, we got rid of batting average. We ought to get rid of stolen bases. Um. Yeah, you, you, okay, so let me throw this out to the listeners. If we were to get rid of stolen bases – what category should we replace it with? Um, I'm assuming we want to keep a five by five league, but if we were to get rid of stolen bases, what, you know, what would it be? What would the category be? So, so text me, just me, and we'll put it into um, we'll put it into the show for next week. I'm wondering if walks is going to come up. I can't. I I I would love to hear what your response. You text me because. You're kind of a um, traditionalist when it comes to, to, to stats, so I, I can't wait to hear what your response is going to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I know, and I know you, we want to keep it five by five, but the stone bases, I feel like that's like, I don't even know why we do it. Because people don't steal bases, except for Bob Kirk's team. <laughs> they steal bases. So anyway, yeah, it's, I got off on a little tangent there. I, I didn't mean to. That's okay. Um, that's all right. You're your show. <laughs> All right, you want to go over this your retention grades for the first quarter, yeah, first third of the yeah, season. Yeah, I'm right? going to tr- I'm going to try and hit them fairly quickly, um, and, and just look at it overall, and, and maybe you can just comment if you see something. Um, uh, I, I thought the Bulls, by and large, probably did average. You know, the, the I, I gave. Let me, let, I'm sorry. Let me jump back. Um, I look at it just based upon the number of games that they've played, not. The amount of money that they retain them for. Okay. Um, I'm assuming all retentions are the same, and I know they're not because some people retain players for three dollars, others yeah. retain them as oysters, others retain them for twenty-five cents. So I, I, instead of getting into that, I decided, hey, let's just look at the overall body of work. Yeah. Um, right. I, I, I want to say that for for the Bulls, real quickly, that um, Bell, Contreras, and Wainwright got grades of B. It's, you know, a, a to F, if you will. Okay. Um, Bellinger was a miss, though, um, because of he just missed playing time. Um, so I, I graded him as as a D. All right, that's fair. Um, any comments there? No. And then Marquez, you has a, have a C, average. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was so average, I didn't even mention him. <laughs> um, yeah. Bearcats. Bearcats. I, I I thought their retention uh, with Austin Riley gets gets an A. Okay. Uh, Swanson a B. All right. Um, Davies, Kyle Davies is a C, but he's coming on strong. He's pitched well as of late. He has. Yep. 
And then the, the two people I gave D's, um, Christian Walker, since he hasn't played that much, um, got a D. He's been on the uh, IL twice. And Patrick Corbin got a D. And he was involved in a trade, right? Wasn't that the trade where he went back and forth between uh, the Bearcats and the Bulls? He did. And I think Nick Ahmed, Keeler were involved in someone else. I think Corbin was the only one retained from that suspect trade. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so he hasn't looked um, – Corbin hasn't looked like like himself. But, hey, they got a World Series out of him, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's still early. And this is the first third of the yeah. season. Yep. A- a- absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, jumping to your team, um, I gave you an A for retaining uh, Eduardo Escobar. Um, you know, I-, I think you've benefited from the fact we don't use average. We use OPS with him. Yeah. Uh, I-, I gave Hector Naris. Uh, I know this is going to – Ruffle some feathers. I gave him a B thus far. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I gave Hendricks before yesterday's start. I gave him a C. And then Moustakis um, and and Brian Anderson, because they haven't played, they've been injured. I gave them Ds. Yeah, I would argue Hendricks is a B. He got off to a rough start, but he does have nine wins. And that's okay. that's pretty that's pretty big. Escobar's stats, I agree. It like He's got production like Nolan Arnato does. He yeah. just doesn't have the average, but we don't count average. So, but he's got the RBIs. Yeah, Escobar can hit, man. That dude can just hit the ball at baseball. I would think he would be a great trade candidate mm. for some teams that are looking for a, vez- uh, a veteran presence that that has some pop. Um, I would think he would be. Well, we we, we can talk about that, but um, I would think he would be somebody that uh, teams would be targeting at the um, yeah trade deadline. Yeah, and I think he's at. I think he might be at the end of his contract or he's got one more year. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's fair. The, 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 the Lakers, um, I gave them, uh, they have two players with, with A's. Um, both the pitchers he retained. Yes. Uh, Gausman and Darvish, I gave them A's. Um, Will Smith, the catcher from the Dodgers, yep. gave him a B uh, in terms of reten- retention. Uh, Max Fried yeah. gave a D. Um, he just hasn't pitched well and also was on the aisle for a little bit. And then uh, Marcelo Zuna, for obvious reasons, I gave an F to. Yeah, and then, you you know, um, the one guy that he tried to retain but wasn't able to for whatever reason, uh, Tyler Maley, uh, he's pitching really well. He's got seven wins, 109 whip, 90 Ks, he's, and I end up buying him. But he was a guy he tried to retain. So that, that's an interesting point. Tyler Malley, he wasn't allowed to retain, um, who I w- would have given an, an A Absolutely. grade to. Yeah. Um, I wasn't allowed to retain Alex Reyes for some reason. I would have given him an A grade. Yep. So, I, you know, I, I'm going to see if Rick and I can secure the services of my pillow guy to advocate for us to try and get these players re- reinstated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's just, that's just me. All right. Yep, submit it to the commissioner. Submit a white paper to the commissioner. <laughs> um, Sewer Hawks. Yep. Um, so, uh, obviously, they had the best retention. Um, three players uh, I thought was obvious A's. Acuna. Yep. Uh, Acuna, um, Tatis, and Woodruff. Yep. And then um, players like um, Marte. Um, is that, does he have Cattell Marte or is that Sterling? That's Cattell Marte. He has Cattell, yeah. Yeah, gave him a B, and um, Pedro Lopez, Pablo Lopez, gave him a B. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's a, uh, what is that, 4, 8, 12, 13, 14, 15, 60, 17, 18. What is, what is 5 into 18? It's a 3, 5 something? 3.6. 3.6. That's a good GPA. Yeah. Yeah, right? Oh, mm-hmm. look at you doing GPA. Nice. Yeah. Um, looking at this, um, we'll, we'll jump down to uh, Statman. Um, they were all over the place with their retention. Uh, Urias got an A. I gave McCutcheon a B because if you just look at the yeah. stats, not at his actual play, gave him a B. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Same way with Jack Flaherty. Um, that could have been an A had he continued to pitch, but his stats thus far have been really good. It's, it, you know, had we done this um, in July, that probably would have dropped to possibly a C because of his uh, uh, his injury. But then it drops off pretty quick, right? Yeah. Nemo and Senzel, I gave D's. 
and and I gave uh, Keller uh, retention of Keller, Mitch Keller, an F. Yeah. So a uh, couple things here. So Nemo or Nemo, him and uh, Bill and I traded. I gave him Nemo, and he gave me Brian Anderson. So they're both D's. So that seemed to be like a fair trade. Right. Okay. It seems yeah. to be a fair trade. I might even bump Flaherty to a B plus ish. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to kind of think about it because he did turn him over to get Freeman. Okay. So I mean, if you look at value of the player, I mean, he, you know, he he forego two and a half two months his pitching, but picked up Freeman for three months of offense. Yeah, and he got some wins out of the guy early on. Um, yeah, yes, I, w- I would agree with that. Let's okay. let's jump to my team. Um, I, I also was 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 all over the place. Yeah. Um, I gave myself a, a, an A grade with Josh Hader. Um, I gave um, Trevor Story and Carlson both Bs. Um, I, I know some people might might not like that with with Story, but if you look at the stats, um, they're, they're still solid stats, and and he's stealing more right now. Um, and then I gave myself D's on Yelich, um, Ian Happ, and Jordan Hicks, although Jordan Hicks could possibly be an F. All right, so um, Dylan Carlson, I was a little surprised, but, yeah, I get – is he not a run producer? Like, did you expect him to hit more homers maybe or knock in more runs? Um, This being his first – Full season. Yeah. I kind of expected what what I'm kind of getting okay. um, out of him right now. And I mean, 33 runs, yeah. 27 RBIs, you know, six homers. I, I thought he would steal a little bit more. Well, he ha- and he hasn't stole at all. So, so that's why you know that that could be marked down to 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 a, a C. But his OPS is 750, which for me is, or and for the league, it's probably league average or puts you right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was just looking at. Um... Yeah, I thought he's had a good first full year. Yeah, yeah, and and we I didn't include this, but at the price, which was free, yeah, it, it, it was a really good deal. But I didn't I didn't bring that into the equation. Yeah, you know, you always worry about those guys when they get to late July, early August, where they can maintain. You know what I mean? They're just their body's not used to that. And we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and he's going through a, a you know a little bit of a rough slump uh, right now. But yeah, because I think he's played every game for the Cardinals or maybe just um, miss one game right now. He shouldn't be in center field. He should be playing in right field. And so to your point, that's probably taking a bigger toll um, on him than playing a corner outfield spot. Yeah. He leads your team in at bats. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. See, that's right. part of my downfall too. <laughs> right. uh, let's jump to the, let's jump to the dudes. Um, okay. Again, the dudes were kind of all over the place and they were one of the, the, the favorites in terms of retention. I, I gave Castellanos an A, Machado, Soto, and Eflin all, all Bs. And let's just break that down for a second. Um, I, I, I would have guessed that he would have expected an A grade out of Soto so far. And I guess he just, he's such a good hitter, though. He can put together two hot weeks and, you know, just carry the team. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right about Soto. And remember, we, 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 had, we, we were a little bit skeptical of the dudes retaining Eflin, and I think he's pitched pretty well so far. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Like, what would, you, what would you give a grade to Gavin Lux? Would you give him a C? Um, where, where is he hanging out these days? Is he on uh, – what, what team? Let me take a look. I, so I, don't, I don't know his stats off the top of him. I know he's been up and down. I think he's on the Ducks. The Ducks. All right. Um, well, the Ducks, I mean, he doesn't have much stats um, with, with the Ducks. And you know what? I guess I should have said this at the beginning uh, of this section is that I was only looking at the player's stats yeah. as they yeah. affected their, their roster. So, so, for instance, Lux only has 10 at-bats with the Ducks. Right. Uh, so I'm looking at Lux's year-to-date, 29 runs, Six homers, thirty ribs, one stolen bases, seven twelve OPS. I would give that a C. Um, if I look at it, yeah. If I look at it, the Lux's stats with the, with the stat men. 
Yeah, that was uh, that, that. That's in the B to C range, um, well, and, just and, slightly below, like uh, like a, a Dylan Carlson. And why I brought it up is I think that was the decision the dudes had to make: Eflin or Lux. Okay. So I was just curious, and I, I think he probably picked the right guy with Eflin. Yeah, yeah, he did. And Kessa Hury gave an F. Yeah, I mean this this poor guy struggled. I <laughs> I actually tried to get the last two. Preseasons, I tried to get Kira um, from the dudes, and fortunately, that did not work out for me. I mean, he's back in the minor leagues, his second tour of the minor leagues. He just looks lost. Yeah. Whoever was working um, with him on his on his swing from 2019, from where he is now, should be fired. <laughs> yeah. He he. There was no growth there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, the Rebels was they were another one of the top three teams I thought with retention um, coming in, and you know they still get A grades with Albies, Walker Bueller, and Trevor Bauer. Um, I, I thought uh, Real Muto and Alonzo get B grades. Um, Sonny Gray, mm. I, I, I gave a C to. Um, yeah. He just needs to pitch more innings. And then Sixto Sanchez and uh, F just because of the fact he's hurt. What yeah, are your thoughts? Um, I agree with you with the A's and B's. I think Real Muto's may, I, I maybe a B minus. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I I I would give Sixto a little more credit because he did turn him over in a deal for bets. So he took a guy that was wasn't getting any production. He what? He's not going to get any production out of him this year. Turned him Correct. over. Uh, it was probably a, a a key in that deal for Mookie Betts. So yeah, he got some value out of Sixto. And then uh, we come to the Ducks, and, yeah. you know, I look at some of the players that, that he retained, Keyboom, Soroka, Castillo. I actually had Pache on there, but you um, informed me that uh, that he was ruled ineligible, but all three of those um, players I gave F grades to. Yeah, that's fair enough. And uh, Pache was an F for me because I bought him and then cut him in May. <laughs> so so that, that, you know, obviously that's our mid-year or, yeah, close to mid-year review on, on retention. Um, I think what I'm going to try and do is the same thing with fab review and basically looking at the stats um, of, of fab um, thus far. And I'll, I'll try and do that next week. Okay. Um, and speaking about fab picks, did you – I know he he played against the Cardinals. Did you see uh, Jesus Sanchez? Yeah, I did. Um Athletically, he looks very athletic. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, long, long, long build. He look, he looks like a hitter. Um, he hasn't. He didn't do much in the games that I saw him against the Cardinals. Um, he did have a couple um, base hits, but I think he played left field and then he played right field. Um, he was on either side of Marte. Um, he looks like a player. Um, we'll we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Over you know over the course of the season. I saw highlights of him. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Dominic Brown. Ooh, wow, there's a comparison. Well, I, I think that looking at it like big league pitching, his swing's a little long. Okay. And that's what Dominic Brown's problem was. He, he would hit bad pitches. Like his bat would run into the ball. <laughs> that, that's why, that's what he would get hits. So Yeah, as a, as a player you own, that's not, that's not great praise. No, but I mean, it's, it's way early. You know I mean? We'll see what happens. I think it was two dollars, and he's and he's playing in a big league, so that's part of why you picked Fab. So sure, um, yeah. All right, so you, you're gonna do a little, try to do some Fab review, and then we'll circle back to this as we get closer to the end of the season. Yeah. All right. See if any of those grades change. Um, I'm sure they will. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some baseball news, man. Uh, this foreign substance thing's getting some legs. It is. Uh, what, what are your so Manfred came out with a strongly worded memo, right? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, they're supposed to implement these things. What um, next week, the twenty yeah. first? Yep. Um, a couple of minor leaguers have been suspended. That's because they don't have a union. Um, are you are you okay with the ten days? It's basically a start and a half, maybe, maybe two starts. Here's what I thought was was interesting is is that you would expect that you know a cheating player, however you define cheating, 
um, what they're trying to do here, would be suspended. What, what I thought was really interesting to what Rob Manfred had sent out was that you're not going to be able to, it says clubs may not replace on the roster a player who is suspended for any on-field violation. Yeah. I think that hurts more. Uh, yeah, for 10 days. That's pretty severe. Yeah, That's it pretty is. severe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it forces the clubs to conform. Right, it forces the the people who have come out as uh, you know unnamed sources to conform to the rule, to enforce yeah. the rule. Because if you don't enforce the rule, you're going to lose a player for ten days. Yep, and now you're hurting your team. I mean, imagine if if CBS had the ability for us to do the same thing. That if you have a player that's suspended ah. for this rule violation, you can't replace the pitcher. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if... And half your team cheats. <laughs> Alleged. You don't know that. Um, I don't know it. Yeah, can you imagine if you get two pitchers caught in the same week? Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, so it forces the, the, the teams to enforce the enforce the rule. I, I guess I'm interested next week, Raj, to see what happens, like... All of this is placed on the umpires, right? And the umpires have the ability to to check uh, players as they're coming into the game, in the middle of the game. How do they do that without picking on certain teams or players? Like, I, I, I don't know, it just seems to be at, at the whim of umpires. And maybe I just don't understand the rule, but that, that puts a lot of pressure on the umpires. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess they could take, you know, I, I imagine you could feel the baseball. Uh, and it's not like this is unheard of. Managers of opposing teams, hitters have asked, hey, can you check that? Check that ball. And they've looked at it. Sometimes they've thrown it back in. Sometimes they've kicked it out. Um, so I, I don't think it's a new thing that baseball needs to get used to. Umpires have been doing that for a long time. And I mean, they used to do it with the Micros. They used to do it with Gaylord Perry. It, hitters would ask to check the ball all the time. So, I, I, yeah. I, I think they'll be okay. I, I think initially it'll be a little overcorrect and be looking at baseballs a little more diligently. And then and it'll okay. normalize. Yeah. And, you know, they'll, they'll analyze those spin rates. Yeah, but they, I mean, they won't analyze that. And so I would imagine after the game, unless they're going to start posting stats on, on spin rates, you know, like, like they do miles per hour on pitches thrown. Well, you have if, to do it immediately. I wonder if umpires get briefed too, like NBA. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah, get I'm briefed. sure they do. Yeah. Hey, we need to start calling this foul, right? And the same thing. Yeah. Football refs get briefed, and you know, umpires will get briefed as well. And we'll we'll see where it goes. Uh, do you think anybody will be suspended? I think they're going to find somebody uh, somewhere along the line. I, I know a lot of players will probably stop whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, which they don't feel is, is, is cheating. But, yeah, I, I think you have to have somebody to be thrown out there as the example, right? You have to make an example out of somebody. Yeah, I'd be curious if they're going to find anyone. I, I I think it's – I doubt if it's going to be a starter. I think it's going to be a reliever. Mm. Okay. Yeah, because I think the starters, all the all eyes on them. Yeah, that's, that's you could coming. be right. Yeah. And it would be – if you're into conspiracy theories, it would be less painful – a lot of teams if you pick on a middle reliever versus a high-priced yeah. starter, right? Yeah, Bauer, Cole, guys like yep. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. Uh, and I sent you that SI article on the foreign substances with the uh, clubhouse guy from the California or L.A. or Anaheim or whatever the hell they're called now, Angels. Um, yeah, that, that, that was, was pretty interesting. interesting. It was, wasn't it? So he got fired by yeah. the Angels for, for cooking up. I'm going to use the word cooking up. Um the recipe for this foreign substances. And he's saying like Garrett Cole used to, and Verlander used to call him and say, Hey, this stuff doesn't work in cold weather. Can we adjust this? <laughs> How crazy is that? So the clubhouse guy well, gets fired by the angels last year when they find out he's given substances to other pitchers. Well, not, not only that, but he also has, I, I guess he feels like he's being made an example of, right? And, you know, he has proof 
where he has text messages yeah. and payments mm-hmm. via Venmo yeah. um, of these players paying him for that. So just like I have proof now that you guys have paid me via Venmo for other uh, substances. I pay cash. Only kidding. I pay cash. Only kidding. I paid you cash. I'm off the grid, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he should have been fired for giving the substance to other players, for other teams. I would have fired him if I was the Angels just for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't. He's a visiting clubhouse manager. I, I, I get, you know, at, at what point he did, I, I guess he crossed over the line in terms of what he was supposed to provide to visiting players. But it, it's kind of hard to say no. I mean, these, these people have status. Uh, you know, it's always the little guy that gets caught in this thing, right? It, it's, it's never the big guys that get caught. I mean, it's, it's kind of a life lesson, isn't it? Well, how do you even broach that subject? So you're a pitcher for an opposing team. You walk up to the guy and say, hey, man, can I have a couple more towels? And do you have these sticky substances I can put on the ball to make the spin spin more? Like, how's that conversation come up? Yeah. Well, and, and, and yeah, I think since it was so pervasive, nobody thought it was cheating, right? I mean, (laughs) we're looking at it retroactively saying that, oh, they should have known this. This is is cheating, but – it, you know, as these things develop, it's, it, it starts out slowly and just, hey, I'm just trying to get a better grip on the ball. And then, oh, wait a second, let's add in, because we have analytics, so let's add in spin rate to this. Oh, wait, if you can do this, you can get a better grip and also put more spin on it. And, you know, the, the effects are lower batting averages, which everybody starts to see now, and it, and it just snowballs from that point. Yeah. I, who was the guy of the Yankees? Is it Pineda that had the pine tar on his neck? Remember that guy? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he'd just wipe his neck, and he'd he'd get it there. It's pretty creative. Um, so yeah, so we'll <laughs> we'll see if um, yeah, what what happens here? Uh, I, I, yeah, I probably think someone's going to get get us get suspended before the end of the year, and then that'll go back into the CBA to figure out what to do with it. Well, and I'm going to talk on the talk about that in the walk off, but this is just setting up just a bad precedent um, for the CBA. We're not going to have a 2022 season, or it's going to be abbreviated. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll we'll get it squared away. Um, last week or the week before, you brought up oh maybe it was last week you brought up the uh, you know the college rosters whether they could yeah. beat the beat a minor league team, um, and you mentioned about South Carolina. <clears throat> Uh, of that 2010 World Series, they won the College World Series in 2010. Uh, you made a list of players who actually made the major leagues. Yeah, so there were six of them, and this is um, now uh, of these six people, um, they were either on yeah they were on their 2010 um, College World Series winner. Um, South Carolina also won in 2011, but th- those players were Jackie Bradley Jr. Christian Walker, friend of the Space Auditors, um, Michael Roth, Whit Merrifield, Sam Dyson, and Tyler Webb. Now, let, let me ask you something. Um, you played college baseball, and I want to say that the roster is, what, 30, pe- 30 players, something like that? Yeah, ballpark, yeah. Okay, so six out of 30 making, your, um, making the major leagues. This isn't just being um, in the minor leagues. This is actually making a major league roster. Is that a pretty good percentage? I mean that's twenty percent. Yeah, um, I, I think it's I, I think it's probably higher than normal. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking at 2010. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys drafted in 10. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Wow. About 18, 18 guys drafted between 2010 and 2011. Okay. That's. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, that, I think that's pretty high. Uh, Jackie Bradley is probably the best of them. Um, I, I would say probably Whit Merrifield. Oh, but, Whit you Merrifield, know, The fact yeah. that he plays in yeah. Kansas City, nobody hears about yeah, him. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, Merrifield's probably the, the better of, of all them. Um, yeah, and, they, and they, they still got guys that are in the big leagues drafted in 15-16. Jeez, so man, well, I, I didn't know Will Crow went there. Yes. Okay. Um, and then, of course, 20, you know, twenty to eighteen, they're, they're still in the minors. So, uh, yeah, that, you, I'm, I'm looking at their draft picks on Baseball Reference, and it's just a sleuth of them. Jeez, so man, man. 
That, that's why I was saying last week, you know, I, I thought, uh, and, and I haven't looked, but I, I, I got to believe that a lot of these SEC teams um, are, are pretty similar. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely sure. And, you know, we'll see, um, you know, with, with the adjustment in the Major League Draft, how many of them get drafted. And, you know, of course, they'll still sign. They'll still probably get signed five or six guys. They just won't draft them. Um, so, so, so let me ask you something, okay? Since the draft has gone from well, – let's, let's take 2020 out of the equation. But the draft has been, now been dropped – Continually dropped, right? At one point, it was like 50 rounds. Yeah, um, yeah, then yeah. it was down to, you know, mid-30s. And this year is going to be 20 rounds. Who does that hurt more, college players or high school players? Um, uh, that's a good question. I don't know what the answer is. I, I mean, I'm not looking for um, – I don't, I don't have a, an answer in mind. I, I just don't know. I think it probably hurts marginal college players more. Okay. Because they're – they're going to be replaced quicker. Okay. You know what I mean? So you get, you know, you 30 or 25 rounds of guys who would have been drafted and, you know, a third of them signing pro contracts. Now that's all gone. Um, yeah. And it, it's going to hurt the, the, the money they get too. the, these signees. Yeah. They're, they're going to sign for less money. So, okay. So, wouldn't you think that a lot of these major league teams have a budget set aside for uh, their draft picks? Yeah. So the fact that, you know, supply and demand, you have, you know, fewer demand, wouldn't you think that the, they should be getting more signing bonus? Or is this a way for Major League Baseball to say, well, no, since we only have 20 rounds now, we're going to cut everything by 30% or 40%, yeah, including they, signing bonuses? Yeah. I mean, they could. That, that definitely could happen. You know, um, yeah, especially marginal kids who who get drafted out of high school that don't necessarily want to go to college. You know, it's a, you know, not everyone wants to go to school, even though they go to school. <laughs> you know. So, are you suggesting stay in school? Uh, no, I'm always suggesting sign the contract because it it might not okay. never come back around. School gotcha. colleges aren't going anywhere, but your opportunity to play yeah. pro baseball is. Um, I'd agree with that. Yeah. You can go to college when you're 50. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I I thought it was kind of interesting that, yeah, that's a lot of players uh, coming out of one, one university in one year to make the big leagues. Um, You know, we had talked about some last week, we had talked about some fab people holding dollars. So I read an article, uh, possible trade candidates coming up now some of this is it's just an article i read on the on the web but a lot of it makes some sense so the author was talking about the nationals coming to a decision point if they're going to hang on or or try to deal some of their guys uh like scherzer uh or schwarber um uh, when i say the nationals coming to a decision point do you kind of see where that author's coming from yeah, um, and, and, and particularly in the case of the Nationals, I, I think it's easier, right? You won your World Series yeah, in 2019. Yeah, so yeah. Um, had you not won that World Series, I think you got to stay all in. But I, I think now you, you want to build around the fact that Soto is so young. You're going to get another chance with him. So start yeah. building that now. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, and maybe get some pitching back because if they give up, sure, they don't really have a lot of pitching. I guess that Eric Fetty or what the hell it. He seems to be decent, yeah. um, but he doesn't. I don't know if he's going to turn into a number one. You, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, they would need some pitching back, and then uh, Josh Donaldson, who we brought up before from the Twins, story is always out there. Uh, Mitch Hanniger was a guy that was named in this from Seattle. He, he's going to end up somewhere. I, I, I got to believe. Um, I don't think his contract is all that expensive. Okay. But they have they have a number, you know, like uh, Kelnick um, yeah. coming up in the outfield. They have, they have a prospect by the name of Julio Rodriguez that's supposed to be might even be better than Kelnick um, coming up for the Mariners. So and and, and they're f- kind of falling out of things now. Um, they had a fairly good run. So if they can get a nice, you know, pitching pitch 
team package of some 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 um, uh, young young arms. I, I I think they would do that. I think he would be a nice fit. He Hanniger would be a nice fit on a lot of teams. Sure, uh, Matthew Boyd. They mentioned uh, Crone from the uh, Rockies. Uh, Freddie Galvis, who I've mentioned a couple uh, last month. Um, uh, he's probably going to deal. Maybe even um, the old Phillies third baseman that's playing in Baltimore now. Can't remember Julio Franco, uh, yeah. not Julio Franco, but Mikel Franco. Yeah, Mikel Franco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Castellanos was mentioned, which kind of surprises me a little bit. Didn't he sign a contract, or is he going to become a free agent? No, um, he signed a deal with, with, with the Reds. No, because he got traded to the Cubs, and then signed in 2020 with uh, with the Reds. So I'm looking at his his contract now i think he's got a few years yeah he's got till 2024 um and next year yeah yeah next year he makes 16 then 16 then 20 with a buyout of 2 million um yeah i guess that contract's not that bad and he's he's pretty productive i i can't imagine him going anywhere um but but the reds don't really seem to know what they want they want to do uh, you're right. The contract's not bad, and I think they need that marquee player. And I think he's found his home in that ballpark. I think his stats look so much better there. Yeah, he's the only one actually producing offensively. Uh, Winker, Jesse Winker. Oh, uh, I forgot about the best player in baseball. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there were too many to, to name, but I just put all the Diamondbacks. <laughs> except, except for Zach Gallen, or maybe, who knows, maybe even Gallen. Or, or Cattell, uh, Marte, yeah. but um, the, uh, no, I heard his name mentioned as well. Okay, in trades, all right, because the Diamondbacks aren't that young. Like those guys who are fairly productive, they, they're not young anymore. Escobar, Cabrera's having a decent year. Um, Calhoun, I, I don't. David Peralta, I don't even know what they do for you. Escobar would, because he can still hit the baseball. I don't know about Peralta. Man, it is going to be a long and even hotter summer in Phoenix this year. They lost their 23rd straight last night? Yeah, uh, road game, yeah. Yeah, 23rd road game. God bless. So they probably haven't won a road game since late April, early May? Something like that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> I guess they're going out. They're not – They're not. Uh, maybe they're going out to clubs. Um all right, so yes, there's more guys than than maybe. I mean, this is just rumors, but there may be some movement, and you know, it depends if they stay in the National League or come over or whatever. Um, but some of those names are pretty decent that you could add to a to a Bush League roster. Certainly better yeah. anything in Fab, right? I would think so. Yeah, 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 I would think so. There's not much out there in Fab anymore. No, no, no. All right, um, so we got today in baseball history. Uh, 1986, Bo Jackson signs with the Kansas City Royals. And after a cup of Connor Joe with the Memphis Chicks, <laughs> he played for Kansas City in September, then went on to play, obviously, uh, the NFL Major League Baseball from 87 through 90. Uh, one of the, I, I'd argue, is the greatest athlete that ever lived. Like, there was Jim Thorpe and then him. Uh, there's not much argument to that. I agree with you. Yeah. Guy was uh, friggin' unbelievable. Uh, and <laughs> and not many people said bad words about Bo Jackson. Um, that's a shame uh, about his, his hip. What, he had, he had uh, like a hip of a 60-year-old at, what, at age 30? Yeah. 25, something yeah. like that? Dislocated in that playoff game. And then uh, 18 months later, he's playing pro baseball, playing with the White Sox. Yeah. Most people can't cut the grass with a replacement hip. This guy's playing Major League Baseball. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Most people just can't. But how about this? Most people can't cut their grass, period. <laughs> right. Regardless of a hip. <laughs> um, 2001, Barry Bonds hits his 38th homer, breaking Reggie Jackson and Mark McGuire's previous before All-Star game totals. Bonds went on to hit only one more homer before the Midsummer Classic and uh, ended up with 73 for the season. It's a nice little start. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and then 2003, Miguel Cabrera gets his first major league hit. It ends up being a two-run walk-off homer to beat uh, Tampa. 
Um, Miguel Cabrera probably coming to the end here. Uh, I made a little note. He has 1,754 RBIs for his career, and he's walked 100 times once in a in a season. Wow. Wow. And, and you know what else? The fact that he came up to the uh, Marlins farm system and just all the talent that's gone through that that team that they just haven't kept. Um, it's a franchise that just needs – well, it's headed in the right direction, um, led by, by Derek Cheater. I just don't know if, if, if Florida is a place for baseball to be, Major League Baseball anyway. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, uh, you know, when you, when you talk about Cabrera, that, that COVID probably hurt him for getting 3,000 hits. He has 2,906 hits. He's probably not going to get to 3,000. Um, and it probably hurt him. Uh, he might get to 1,800 RBIs, but I doubt it. He has 17. Is, is this the last year of his contract? Well, he's 38. I mean, he's he's starting to wear out if you've watched him play. Um, oh, I, no doubt. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. No, he signed through 2024. 24. Well, yeah, but he's got some – Vested. If he finishes in the top ten of voting, it'll go to twenty. Yeah, twenty three is the last year that they got to pay him. Okay. And it's a pretty decent sum of thirty two million dollars. So he's still got sixty four million coming to him. But uh, he was a fun player to watch, and you know, he you remember some of the guys he was traded for because he was traded with Dontrell Willis. Dontrell Willis. Uh, there, there's a fun player to watch. Yeah, Dontrell. Do you remember any of the guys he was traded for? I don't. Two of the guys are still playing. Um, what? Cameron Mabin, is he still playing? Yes, he is. Um, I want to say he was with the uh, the Mets, wasn't he? Okay. Or the Cubs, Mets or Cubs? No, and Mets. Then, and then Andrew Miller. Just this year. Andrew Miller. Andrew still, Miller. Still okay, yeah. Yep. He, um, he's still plugging along. Yeah, so that's a pretty good trade for the Tigers. Yeah. Um, all right. What, what are you walking off with? Uh, just, you know, again, here's another pun, but baseball's sticky situation. Um, <laughs> I, I just find the timing of all this, they're, they're doing it in the middle of the year. And I just, I, I don't always believe in conspiracy theories, but I don't know. Baseball just does the timing of it. It's just so weird. And, and, and I, I always think that they do things just to – all right, so, so here's my conspiracy theory, is that I, I think they're trying to divide the players right before the CBA comes up and, and trying to move public sentiment to sentiment to, to, to the owner's side. And I, I, I just – I don't know why they're doing this now. They, they knew about it last year. Why did they implement it at the beginning of the year? Or do it as part of the collective bargaining agreement at the end of the year? I don't know. What do, what do you think about it? Am, am I overreaching on this? Um, I don't think you're overreaching. I think it's something that the this sticky stuff on balls they had to deal with. Because, you know, yeah, are the pitchers annoyed? Absolutely. But there's more hitters than there are pitchers. And the pitchers are probably pretty – or the hitters are probably pretty pleased with this. Step, baseball stepping in and doing their job. So, at the very least, more than half of the players are probably okay with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm more of an optimist or hopeless uh, thinker uh, with this CBA coming up. You, I mean, you, the way you talk about it is, it, is we're going to have – it's not going to start on time. Uh, there, there's going to be some sort of uh, yeah. lockout, work stoppage. I, I, I just, I think there's just so much acrimony. I, I could be wrong. I know I've been beating this 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 drum for the last two years, and I apologize if I seem overly pessimistic <laughs> about this. I, I just think that's that's where we're headed. Yeah, and you could be right. I'm 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 hoping for the best, but I I think you could be right. And yeah. uh, this will be our third. This will be our third strike lockout that we've basically live through right yeah yeah um and hopefully it doesn't turn out to be like the last one that was a disaster that was, that so, was a so it, on, on, a, on a more positive note because i've been pretty pessimistic on this um 
What do, you, what do you think about the All-Star game? And, you know, what do you have planned? Right, so I'd like to put it out there. Uh, I'd like to get together for the All-Star game. It is Tuesday, okay. July 13th. I believe it's the 13th. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know about someone's house or, or meeting somewhere, but I, I'd like to see if we can get together. Um, send me your text if you're up for it, and then we'll figure out a place to meet. Okay. All right. Well, count me in. Count count me in. Um, I okay. think, you know, I think I think we wanted to get together kind of as a league uh, this year anyway. So um, yeah, I think it's you know uh, things are opening up now, and um, you know I I think it's safe to go outside. So yeah, I would like to do that. Count me in. All right. Uh, so we'll see what what kind of response we get. Uh, I'm gonna walk off with uh, when I was looking at the baseball history of Barry Bonds, I kind of dug into his his time in uh, Major League. Uh, Barry Bonds was the greatest rotisserie player of all time. <laughs> he, it would, when you look at his season average of 121 runs, 41 homers, 108 ribs, 28 stolen bases, a 298 average, and a 1-plus OPS, that cat was the greatest rotisserie player ever. And, and um, one of the unusual things that I saw about Bonds is of all the home runs that he hit, 762, he only led the league twice. Really? Only twice? 1993 and, of course, 2001 when he hit 73. So, you know, the big thing on Bonds is the steroid thing, which he's never been caught. It's been alleged and it has anecdotal evidence and, right, uh, of – people saying that they gave it to him, but he, he never showed up on a positive test. And he's competing against home run hitters in that time who show up on a positive test. Um, you know, it's not like he hit 70 home runs for 10 straight years here. He hit what you think is normal in that range of 30s, low 40s. Then he had the high 40, mid 40, mid 40. That's not unusual, 45 home runs. No. Right? Even the, no. the one year he led the league with 46 home runs. So other than that um, one year of 73, man, if he would have just hit 50, I don't know if, if all this baggage that goes with bonds of anti-Hall of Fame would, would be attached to him. Well, he certainly didn't help himself, right? He he, he had a different personality, um, wasn't friendly with the media, which which is, is a big deal. And I don't know how well he got along with some of his teammates. Um, and I, I think, you know, all of those things kind of put together really six, uh, singles him out as, as, as a lightning rod to the whole steroid um, era. Um, you said it's never been proven that um, – he took steroids. Um, but did you see pictures of him recently? He, he just entered a, uh, uh, his dog in the Westminster Kennel Club <laughs> dog show. Did, he? did you see him? No, I haven't. Yeah, he looks like a normal guy now. He's not, he, how about this? He looks like the, uh, the guy that came up to play for the Pirates in the 90s. Okay. Well, maybe he's not, he's yeah. not lifting weights like that anymore. Yeah, well, probably not. But, you know, it's, I guess it's circumstantial. And, and – by, by the way, his his average season that you've just provided, I'd give that a, uh, an A grade, don't you think? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and w- when you filter through, like you go up and down hit the years. Um, yeah. Early on with the Pirates, you're paying a little more. You're paying the same amount, but you're getting more runs um, and stolen bases. And then when he hit the Giants, you you just switch that to runs, homers, RBIs, and OPS. Or average, uh, like he's worth three. He's worth four bucks every year, except for the year yeah. he got hurt in two thousand five. Yeah, easily. Really, yeah, he's uh, two thousand six, two thousand seven. He he hit twenty six and twenty eight homers and still had a one OPS, so he's still worth two fifty plus. I, I, I want to say he was the Bush League's first $4 player. So somebody proved to me or disproved to me that that is incorrect. But I, I want to say that he was the first $4 player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can't imagine he wasn't. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, when I, you know, look at his stats, he only led the league in the homers twice in 22 years. Um, yeah. 
that means somebody else has beaten him out that was better at what he did the best that year. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I, – I don't think Bond should have the baggage. And as far as the, the teammate thing, I, I mean, we just watched the seven-week documentary on, on the Bulls, and no one liked Michael Jordan. Mm. No one liked that guy. Well, his teammates. Yeah. And they're all, I, I, he, they were fearful. I guess if you're hyper-competitive like that, it, it, it's hard. I mean, that, that should not preclude you from no. from, from being in the uh, the Hall of Fame. I, I guess where I fall now is uh, I, I would vote him in. Yeah, I'd, I, I'd, I'd vote him in, too. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I would vote him in, and I would not vote A-Rod in. Uh, no, I mean, he had the longest suspension, right? He was suspended for an entire year yeah. um, after he, he knew about this. So, yeah, uh, there, there's a player that also, wow, was not a good teammate. Yeah, the, the only thing I would – if Bonds doesn't make it this year, this is his last year, I think. Um, yeah, it, it, it will it will fall to the veterans committee, and somewhere down the road, he he should get in. You know, time heals all wounds, so he he will eventually get in. But I, I think there's a direct connection between Bonds and Rodriguez. So if Bonds doesn't get in in ten years, there's no way in hell Rodriguez is getting in. I'd agree with that. Yeah, there's no way, which I'm cool with. All right. <laughs> Um, All right, so you're headed off to uh, Niagara Falls uh, tomorrow, right? Yeah, going to Niagara Falls, be back on Monday. Um, appreciate the flexibility to do this earlier. Yeah, and, and, and our next podcast, just for listeners, um, we will be doing a podcast on, um, I think it's that Monday, uh, following Monday, June 28th, because I am also heading up to upstate New York. I'm going to uh, Ithaca, so be doing the show from from Ithaca, New York on Monday the 28th. So a little bit of time in between podcasts, but keep listening and keep sending in um, questions, concerns, uh, issues. If you have problems, just send them to Roger. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fine. You can you can send any problems to me. <laughs> uh, uh, it's all, so, all right, so Chief. This is Anything probably, else? Well, yeah, I just real quick. We've we've covered some ground on this podcast. As far as uh, geographic ground, where we've done the podcast from, right? Yeah, you're right. Um, you, you were traveling across across the country, right? Yeah. Um, in fact, maybe you can list those spots, and I can tell you where we've done the podcast from. And you know, coming up um, th- this this summer, I'm actually going to be doing a couple from from Hawaii as well. Yeah, so we got Iowa, Dallas, New York, Utah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're covering some ground. We, we are very domestic, and we're going to be going internationally next year. That's why we don't go into work. We can do everything from home. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, champ. I will see you next week. Travel safe, Chief. See you.